listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. It's um, particularly to you, Steve. You're back back home now and uh, right raring to go. Yes. On the 2020 adventure. Yes. Panto season is over for me today. <laughs> today, yes. this is done. A lot of people will still be going, bless them, right until middle of January, some of them, the Pantos run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you're going to one, aren't you? I'm going to one on Saturday. Ah. With the whole family. Yes. Well, not a whole family, but uh, um, your, your brother and your sister and all their children. And it's going to be great. It's an annual event. We've been doing it now for um, th- three years. Three? Yeah, three years. This is the, this thing, this is the fourth year. Yeah. Um, I do it every year. And uh, it's a great little trip out. You know, we go into have lunch somewhere and then all the children together. It's nice that when you're going to a pantomime, you want to have children with you because that's mm. where you get the enjoyment. Watch their faces and all their excitement. It rubs off on you too. Yeah. So uh, we're, Eileen and I are looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So they, 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 I mean, this, the one you're going to is a much bigger production than the, the one that I was putting on. So they run a lot, a lot longer. Um, yes. But, uh, yes, they do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It, it starts in November. I think in, in the mm. middle of November, and it goes right through to um, middle of January. So it's, it's a big, big run. It is. And I know how, how crazy I was feeling after a month of doing it. <laughs> so to have to do two and a half months is, yeah. Uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Round of applause. They deserve every kind of, uh, yeah, every kind of accolade for doing that run. Um but yeah, so I'm back and I'm feeling really good. There's lots of things. I've been making lots of lists of things to to do. There's lots of um, things that we've got coming up this year. I know we say that every year, but especially in the next couple of months, there's going to be a nice, really nice change for us here. And um, mm-hmm. it's going to um, pave the way for, for what we do for the rest of the year and the way we think for the rest of the year. And there's going to be... It keeps it all fresh, doesn't it, Steve? You know, this is what we've got to do. Every, in all people's lives, they've got to have something fresh, something to, to inspire them, look forward to. And, uh, you know, it never fails with us because I think being you and I can make decisions on our own. We're not guided by anybody except perhaps our members who uh, come up with ideas that we take on board. And uh, we can go in any direction we like, which is great because the freedom that that gives you, uh, it's a creative freedom, isn't it? You're mm-hmm. being able to create something. You, you have a gem of an idea and then it flowers and blossoms. Then we put it into practice. Mm-hmm. And so so we're not restricted, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Well, this this change really opens a lot of doors for us and it opens a lot of uh potential for opportunities in the future and i really want to build it up because it is such a positive move for us and i think that um people i I, I will we will welcome as we normally do with the feedback and lots of um input from members of what they would like to how they would like to see it develop um but 2020 is going to be great really great for us 
Yep, I'm looking forward to it. So then, this uh, this week, um, we got an email from one of our members, and I wanted to talk about it because it's a really good email, and I think that there is um, a lot of talking points, a lot of questions in it, but I think there's a lot of really good stuff that I was like, we should do this on the podcast. Like, rather than write out a long email back, um, let's let's talk about it on here, and perhaps we can um, elaborate on certain points as well so the email come from jim so thanks jim if you're listening to this um this is a great email and i think there's lots for us to talk about so uh what i'll do is as we get to certain points either stop me dad or i'll stop and we can talk about certain points so jim says says, dear colin uh, dear stephen colin i'm a beginner with pastel pencils and watercolor i used I use Faber-Castell pastel pencils, pastel mat, or Fabriano on-grey pastel paper, which I purchased from you when I just started using pastel pencils. Uh, no, when I, when I, sorry, when I use just pastel pencils for a painting. With pastel pencils, I seem to generate a fair amount of dust, and there are smudging issues as well, which I am not happy about. And this has helped me to rekindle my interest back to watercolour painting. Because I've been doing watercolour longer, I've become interested in uh, just your watercolour paintings and your unique style. But then I see you're doing mixed media with watercolour and pastel pencils for highlights and touch-ups. So I've become interested in doing perhaps mixed media, which looks really great in your paintings. I've been watching your AR Quinton watercolour painting and how you add pastel pencil highlight colours like yellow, uh, 106 greens such as 168 and 170 and maybe a cream or white and you that you do this over darker colors uh, like darker greens when you add these highlights which look very effective let's break that down so you're adding if people haven't seen um you've you've done a watercolor painting finished and then you mm-hmm. pick out certain brighter colors um the pastel pencils faber castell pastel pencils and you Uh put those on top of um the watercolor when it's dried that's right that's right it gives you it gives you a nice nice crisp space to work on this is a nice idea i mean when you're using watercolor um you've got to have watercolour paper. You can't have um, pastel mat or any of the others. That doesn't work. You've got to have watercolour paper, a good quality watercolour paper, and preferably a, a fine, um, not not a pimpled one, you know, the dimpled one. A smooth paper. You, you, like the, a smooth paper, yeah. Really. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, I prefer it. Mm. That gives you then... Uh, once you put the watercolour on, and as people know, if they've seen my work, they I do ladle it on. I don't, I don't do a wishy-washy style. I, I really ladle it on like the old Victorian painters used to do. So anyway, this is, this is how it starts out. And you then get um, like a, a crisp base, which is absolutely perfect for pastel pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, addition it, it's still you can still push it into the paper one of the things that i picked up on jim's um earliest part of that email was he said the dust now I'd, and the smudging dust and smudging now these are the two things that uh, people perhaps would have problems with if you're a beginner once you start out and you work in the way i do the dust and the smudging doesn't present a problem at all. 
I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds now. I can't even begin to tell you how many pastel paintings I've done. Never in all of that time have I had a problem with either dust or smudging. So let me reassure Jim on that straight away and all the other people out there. It's a question of control. Now, if you notice when I'm working, I have a sheet of uh, cartridge paper. Now, that cartridge paper serves two purposes when you're dealing with pastel. One is it means that you um, can protect the virgin paper, if you like, that hasn't had any uh, touch. Because if you put your hand on that, you can transfer some of the oil from your hand. Um, It doesn't look as though you do, but you can. And that can affect the, um, Mm. the pastel paper. That's interesting. And the other reason is, and this is the more important one when it comes to the smudging aspect, if you want to return to a, an area um, that you you have to go over the top of other uh, of the other pastel work you've done, obviously if you could put your hand on that, you're going to smudge it. But the cartridge paper protects that. You put it over and you, you rest your hand on the cartridge paper, and then you can use it. And people see me do this anyway. Uh, on the work. So therefore, smudging doesn't present a problem. I always work from top to bottom or right to left, whichever, you know, or in my case, it's left to right because I'm right-handed. So it doesn't present dust. Now, dust does happen on, a, on the paper, but what I do is I work that into the paper. I don't let it lie there. I mean, sometimes you see it and I I blow it away, but most of the dust that's created, I reintroduce into the picture. Mm. So therefore, that doesn't present a problem either. So this is this is I'm giving Jim an outline of what happens when I produce pastel paintings, and no one should be put off by dust or smudging, mm. because I've had tremendous amount of experience now, and it doesn't it shouldn't present a problem coming back to the watercolor though this is where i can link the two together by putting pastel pencil on top of watercolor as i said it gives you a lovely crisp space you can still work that into the paper mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't lay on the surface you know you would think it would wouldn't you yeah you think the, the, the watercolor would in fact create a barrier which means that when you put the pastel on it doesn't. It doesn't go anywhere. That's not true. It does. It actually work. You can work that into the paper, because when I blow the dust off, that there's very little dust actually comes off. Because you're not working. Remember, I'm working on top of a watercolor base. Therefore, I don't need to put all my base colors on, which I would do if I was working on a, a pastel pencil picture. It's really top coats, if you like. I'm just putting a top coat on. Mm. And this is why I can get away with putting the lighter colors on top of um, uh, the darker ones, because you've got the you, – you, with pastel, it doesn't dry. With watercolor, it does. So by the time you've got to the point of putting the pastel on top of the watercolor, everything's dry. Mm. You haven't got any anything to uh, create a problem for you. And so this is why it works so well. <clears throat> and I've done this quite a lot now, and I know a lot of people work um, pastel pencil on top of watercolour. It's a very good medium to work with because if things go wrong, let's say, shouldn't do, but let's say it does, you can rub it out. You don't rub the watercolour out. That's true. I mean, you, 
you, you would if you sort of went mad with it. But, you, you know, if you just gently rub it out. So you've still got that facility of actually uh, adjusting what you've done. Okay. So okay. I think uh, cool. I, I hope I've answered the question there. But basically, what you're doing, though, Steve, you're 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 putting you're putting uh, enhancement yeah. on the watercolor. Okay, we haven't actually got to the questions yet, but <laughs> there's a lot. There's lot more to this email. <laughs> well, but you carry on. There's <laughs> really I'm I'm really glad that you said all that though. There's a lot of really good stuff already in what you said. So I'm very pleased. Well, I think that's great. Well, I had I had to I had to defend the pastel pencil. Because that 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 statement early on could put people off it, and they shouldn't be done. Because uh, pastel pencil is a wonderful medium, and it works really well, as I've proved over the years. So I wanted to get that straight away. Sure. And then I put the two together. So carry on, sir. Great. <laughs> so um, just to go back a little bit. So. Um, Tim's been watching the watercolour painting video, seeing how you add those light colours, uh, which look very effective. Jim's saying, when I do this, as you do, I don't get a good bright coloured highlight. Instead, my highlights are dull or not distinctive or stand out like yours. So what could I be doing wrong? Uh, what are you doing to get this pastel pencil bright and light distinctive highlight over your darker colours? Let's start with that. I don't know. Really. Don't know. <laughs> it just, it works for me. <laughs> it just works for me. Well, it, you've just got to you've just got what you've got to do is to keep watching. If you've got one particular section of the watercolor, keep going over and over and over again. You'll yeah. find out probably why. Now, one of the things that you can do with watercolor, or you can over apply watercolor. Now, I've said that. Um, I, I work in the old Victorian wedge, which meant that uh, you're working on a denser kind of watercolour rather than a wishy-washy one. Mm. Um, therefore, obviously, you've got to be careful. Now, it could be that the watercolour that you're using have, has been put on too strongly. So you you kind of pancaked it on. Yeah. Therefore, therefore the, um, the lighter colour that you're trying to put on probably won't be as effective i've just said earlier that when i put my watercolor on it gives a, a nice firm finish a nice crisp finish now you can imagine though if you were over applying the watercolor then it could be pancaked on i don't know i i, well, I, I i'm not i'm not with jim when he does it but let, let's go carry on, on because there's 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 a few more things here maybe that uh, jim's saying that it could be to do with um, so Jim says, is it the Winsor & Newton Cotman watercolours, um, the fact that you're using your own brand of watercolour paper and the Faber-Castell pastel pencils, or he said it, he said, or maybe it's the water back there in England. I live in the USA <laughs> when all else fails, blame the water, <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, <laughs> let me carry on let me carry on with my watercolor paintings i use m graham artists quality watercolor paints and arches hot press 300 gram watercolor paper which is very smooth so is he says here is your paper smoother than the arches hot press paper and therefore 
for a pastel uh, better for a pastel pencil highlight. This is true. Now that 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 does bring a point up. Um, it might well be worth trying. You see, sometimes if if it's really smooth, you you might not be able to get the watercolour to register as well as it does on our paper. I can't I can't say because I haven't used it, so I don't know. Mm. Um, all I can say is it might well be worth trying different papers. Keep to the smooth. Don't have the bobble ones. You know, Bockingford yeah. was the one we have here. Um, don't use those. Use the smoother ones, but. I suppose it's possible to have it too smooth. I don't know. Mm. So it's worth trying a few papers. Just just go into an art shop and um, have a look. It's very often, if you, if you go into an art shop, a proper art shop, that uh, will allow you to um, try out some of their papers. Yeah. And that might, might be worth trying. Because, I mean, it's quite expensive. You've got to go and buy a whole pad of paper just to try uh, your watercolour out and... Uh, that can be pricey. Yeah. Do your best, though, to try to find watercolour papers. Perhaps you can get some samples from somewhere that uh, works, and, and then just try on a spare piece of that paper. Mm. Try, you know, you don't have to produce a watercolour picture. You just have to put watercolour on. Mm. All I can tell you is, and you can see from the videos, it works. What I do, it works. So you, what you've got to try to do is to find out how I do it. And the best way to find out is to keep looking at it, keep researching it. Yeah. Uh, and going over different different videos. Do you think it could be because uh, the, the, the watercolours could make a difference? The Winsor Newton Cotman range is a student level uh, watercolour paint. And, and he says here that the M. Graham artist quality watercolours paints is the ones he's using. True. Do you think it could be a difference in the uh, watercolours? It's possible. Um, we use the, I use the Cotman water, um, uh, student range because of, the, of our members. It's yeah. not even expensive. You don't need an expensive watercolour paper, as you can see. Um, I mean, they've got some more watercolours that, that people haven't seen yet which I'm sure, you know, you're going to put out. And one of them, if I'm not giving too much away, is a barge scene with uh, tons and tons and tons of colour on it. Yeah. It's really a colourful, it's a beautiful picture. Several friends of mine, I've showed it, and they've just been gobsmacked by it. Now, that's coming out soon. Now, when you see that, there was absolutely no need at all to put any pastel pencil on it, and I don't. That is purely watercolour. Yet, when you look at that picture, you'll think I have done. Mm. So, it's... It goes to show what you can achieve with a watercolour student set, isn't it? That's absolutely right, and that's what I did. I, I have, I, And we do it because of people... You know, I don't want people to go and buy you know, artist quality. It's a very expensive. It's, it's, I think it's three times the price in the UK. If you buy a, 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 a tube of, of artist quality as opposed to the student quality, mm. three times the price. That's a lot of money, and especially if you've got to have a range of colours. So what we have is the student quality. So it may well be worth trying that. It's not always the case 
people, it could be the snobbery here. People think, oh, well, artist quality, I've got to, it's got to be good. I'm sorry. That's, that, it's, not the, it's not the goods that make it. It's the artists behind the goods that actually make the, uh, the picture work. And yeah. uh, So it could be, Steve, you could be right on that. It might yeah. be worth just yeah. trying that out. Yeah, well, he says here another question: Does the student quality paint, with respect, he says to the Cotman range, does it does it fade at all? Is there any kind of uh, difference, I guess, in quality after the fact, after that it's it's been placed well, on it? But can I tell you? Then I've got a watercolor. I've got a couple of watercolor pictures which I did thirty odd years ago, still as fresh today as they were then. Yeah, and that was Cotman. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, no, is the answer to that. Well, I mean, you, if you put, um, if you put any painting, uh, original painting or print come to that in direct sunlight, it will fade. Yeah. I'm sorry that that happens. Yeah. So you've, you've got to, you've got to keep them away from the the direct sunlight. I say direct sunlight. Mustn't have a window, for instance, that, 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 that brings sun directly onto your picture for a, a long period of time because otherwise it will fade yeah but but otherwise as a rule no it doesn't all my paintings that i've got hanging in my house our house should i say stevie <laughs> is uh, is um are out of this direct sunlight i don't have any that have uh, direct sunlight on them mm. um just to wrap up the uh, jim's email says is the Cotman range toxic free i'm assuming they are i can't imagine oh no not being. absolutely um, uh <laughs> well you're not going to lick them are you i mean <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't no. recommend it no no I, I wouldn't do that i've never done that no um anyway i hope you can shed some light on this well i hope we have jim i love your paintings uh, but i need to get a better highlight coverage in the paintings i do completely understand jim i can imagine it is frustrating as well um i hope that what we've said is actually giving you some advice on that giving you some things to think about um because uh yeah we you know we obviously want to try and encourage as as many people as possible to try these mediums and to experiment and uh and play around and obviously if you're not getting the results you'd like that is going to be frustrating but also I, I would like to add a footnote to this, though. If I talked a little while ago about the um, the barge painting that's coming up, and there's, an, there's there's two or three more that you've got as well in the kitty, and there's two or three more that I've got um, uh, on the back burner here for me to to do for you later on in the year. Look at these because you may find that you don't necessarily need to use the pastel pencil on top. Mm. you're you're a pan, you're a watercolor artist by heart that's what you love to mm. so follow follow the principle of um i i put in these new pictures you're going to be amazed particularly the barge one because the things i put i do in that picture that are totally against anything that has ever been taught in watercolor lessons Mm, you won't believe it when you see it so hang on to the thought that this is coming up perhaps you can put that ahead of the um, pile steve uh, yeah. a little bit in the new year yeah but, but because i think what we've got to do try, to try to do i love 
I love pastel pencil painting and I, I love it to bits and I won't change. But I also love watercolour painting. So I've got two really, really good foundations uh, that I work from. Putting the two together works. It does work. But I personally don't think it's that necessary. Mm. If I want to do a watercolour painting like I did with the barges and the other pictures I've done, I don't necessarily think, oh, I want to touch this up with pastel painting pictures, pastel pencils. I think on their own right, they should hold out, and they do. And Mm. you're going to be amazed at what I'm going to be producing for you this year. So have heart with that. But at the same time, you're going to see some stunning, and I really mean stunning, pastel pencil work with no watercolour in sight. So look at the two things together as separate, um, uh, you know, separate pictures, separate ideas, separate um, mediums, and get the benefit of both. Mm. Lovely. I think that's really nice. I think that that's tied that all really nicely together. And as I say, there's a lot to look forward to. And Jim, I hope that um, you're as excited to to see these new pictures as we are to deliver them to not just you, Jim, but everyone else that's listening to this because there's, there's lots to be looking forward to. And I hope that other people listening to this and what you've been saying have, have got a lot from it as well um, because I th- this is why I thought that it would make such a good topic is that uh, we have covered in podcasts, mixed media, we've talked about it, but every every person's different and we're always presented with more questions and uh, different variations of, of different uh, aspects that people are struggling with or need some help on. And so there's always something fresh for us to talk about when it comes to these topics like mixed media and pasta pencils and watercolour because you're always learning as well. <laughs> You've oh, always got something new gosh. to offer. Absolutely, so yeah. We're, yeah. we're lucky in that respect as well. Every picture I do, I learn something from and and. I will continue to do that because I, I'm on the same journey that you are all on. Um, I, I'd like to, I like to experiment and I like to find new ways of doing things. And in that you, you kind of, it's, it, there's a sense of excitement because you never know what's around the corner. Mm. You know, you just, when you start on a picture, funny enough, I'm doing a picture at the moment, the the chimp, Steve, you know, as you know, for the starter pack. Now, I'm going back to really basic stuff now, really right right there as a beginner in the beginning range. So I'm having to think differently. But but there's one or two little things I found when I was doing this new chimp that I've introduced different to what I did originally because the color shape mainly and – I was really fascinated, or I am fascinating, by being able to improve upon something that uh, I'd already done previously. Mm. And uh, I'm still using the on gray paper. I'm still using all the colors, the, the six colors in, in the range. So I'm using exactly the same material, except I'm using the color shaper for the first time, because we didn't have it when I first uh, produced those pictures. What a difference that makes, though. So people are going to see this, and we're going to be selling this as a, as a, as a package, including the color shaper. And pe- people, when they see that, will realize that 
this color shape makes such a difference and it's made a big difference over me over the last oh, five or six years I've been using it now. So straight away when I was doing this, I think, wow, this is what I've learned in the past and I'd put it into practice now. So it's, it's exciting even to do a, a picture which is um, basically a beginner's picture. Mm. Mm. It's still, see, I can still find little nuggets. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And that's that's what's kept these podcasts going and kept all of everything else going because you keep finding new stuff and it's brilliant that we're able to have a platform like this to share it all with people. Mm. So. And also I must say that uh, people like Jim, um, it gives us this opportunity because if, you don't, if we don't get this feedback that we do and we listen and uh, take note of them, uh, we don't get these podcasts and we don't get these uh, opportunities really to uh, give people this information. Very true. Very true as well. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this week. Um, do keep your emails coming in. Keep fueling these podcasts. <laughs> and um, we'll have stuff to talk about anyway. Um, we had a lot of feedback uh, good feedback about our Christmas podcasts uh, we did over December. So glad you all like those and um, we'll be back next week. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.